And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Uh, today's program I think you're going to be very interested in. I know that I am because it sheds light, and pun intended, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on many, many different areas of our lives that could actually be different if history had uh, had unfolded differently back in the early part of the 20th century. I say early because if it was before 1960, before I was here, it's early. Uh, but it goes back further than that. Our very special guest here on the program today who is going to share with us his work and the work that he's doing with uh, Scalar Waves and Scalar Light. Uh, Tom, and the name is uh, Paladino, correct? Uh, thank you That's so correct. much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for the invite. Great to be here. I am always intrigued when it comes to the work of people who are innovating, uh, who are discovering new way, the new ways of living, which is what this program is all about, giving people choices and knowledge of those choices to help make their dreams come true, looking for those new ways of living because you don't have to look very far to realize the old ways, they're not working anymore. I mean, look at, if you will, look at the mess that we find ourselves in economically, environmentally, and I am not, and I'm sure you're feeling the same way, I'm not casting blame on any group or individual we did this we the human race did this to ourselves it doesn't mean that we can't turn it around first of all are you optimistic about our future as uh, a species or will we be going through some people say the sixth extinction event I'm always optimistic I'm always optimistic <laughs> I, I believe in God I'm always optimistic we simply, we need to make changes. As you elucidated, we, we have problems and we created those problems and we can solve those problems. So we have to start looking for solutions. Stop complaining, look for solutions. Yeah. Well, you have found them <clears throat> and you have found them in the work of an individual who some people, they, they don't put a lot of credence because of their personal skepticism, because of their own filters, if you will, uh, based upon history and so forth. And I'm speaking, of course, of the work of Nikola Tesla, uh, who basically discovered, if you will, that there was free energy available because it's all around us, correct? Uh, exactly. Tesla, he called it radiant energy. And it, that's accurate. It's everywhere. It's, it's star energy. It's from the sun, from the stars. And this is the energy that I'm tapping into. Free energy from the stars. To give people a starting point, scalarlight.com is the website, scalarlight.com. That is, by the way, spelled S-C-A-L-A-R-L-I-G-H-T.com. One of the areas we are also going to talk about, because this is fascinating for me, having, as I shared with you, Tom, before we started, my involvement with uh, Royal Raymond Rife back in the late, uh, uh, or I should say the early 1900s, the 20th century again, probably right around close to the time of Tesla, uh, or shortly thereafter. Uh, in the 30s, he developed this device that was able to um, detect and determined the, uh, the, 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 if you will, tonal or vibrational frequencies of various diseases and was able to create a machine, a device, that would bring those vibrations back into balance within the human being, in, in, within the tissues and so forth, the vibrations of, uh, of the human being. Yes. But we are also going to talk about the work you're doing, <clears throat> and again, when you talk about scalar light, we're still talking vibration here because light is nothing more than a vibration, right? Yes, precisely. So first of all, tell me how you came to know about uh, the, the uh, scalar energy or the waves. Or, uh, how would we describe this, the light, uh, the vibration? The, the linchpin was Nikola Tesla. 
Tesla, one of the greatest minds who's ever walked the face of the earth, he discovered scalar energy. He was the first one to harness the energy. And his, his uh, instruments are unparalleled to this day. I studied Tesla for years. I knew he was onto something. So Tesla has the dubious distinction of being the father of AC electricity and the father of scalar energy, an incredible genius. Now, there has been certainly a lot of um, uh, information that has been lost uh, shortly after his discoveries and so forth because of the powers that be at that time. And I'm basing this on the information that I've gathered only through primarily some of the, the television programs or movies that have been made about Tesla. And uh, the bottom line is always seems to be the bottom line. And this is why a lot of innovations that have been held back um, from public consumption, shall we say, or usage, if you will, uh, is because the powers that be at, the, at that given time, their threatened, their economic uh, increase is threatened. Is that, is that a fair assessment? It's the bottom line is the bottom line. That's perfect. You hit the nail on the head. Tessa developed this technology at, at the turn of the century, back in the early 1900s. Well, where is it? Why haven't we harnessed this? Because it's a threat to the military industrial complex. It's that simple. Yeah. And what's interesting is, is that phrase actually didn't come about, what, until the 30s or 40s or maybe even later than that, but it still applies to that period of time. Uh, and, um, and, and we've, we've, we've come a long way, but boy, do, do we have a long way to go based upon what Tesla discovered. What was, can you give us a little more of an insight? We want to talk, of course, about the work that you're doing, but obviously it was primary, it was predominantly influenced by Nikola Tesla and his work. Yes. Tell us a little bit about this man. Where, where did he come from and what was his what was his initial mindset when he began to foment these ideas that that began he began to develop and create these these devices if you will that were not only detecting but even capturing and being be, uh, uh, um, uh, being used to help to disseminate this you said it was ac energy yeah, exactly tesla had a, a classical education in europe and then he emigrated to the united states and he started working with thomas edison and he, he schooled Edison, and he had the superior development with AC electricity as opposed to Edison's DC electricity. And ultimately, those two vied for attention of the world. But AC electricity is much more feasible, and it went, went out. So Tesla was, was far, far the genius of Edison. He was far the genius of anybody. So Tesla really gave us our AC electrical age. And then later in his life, he started to develop scalar energy instruments that frankly frightened, intimidated uh, the robber barons. I think uh, initials JPM uh, kind of come to mind because, uh, especially because he was highly invested in copper. And that's what where they were using to send uh, electricity, or that's what they were in the process of uh, creating. And if he didn't have the corner on the copper market, uh, he wasn't going to make the money. If, if this was free and you didn't need wire, he was going to be right. yeah, poor man. Yeah, Tesla developed a, a, a tower in Colorado Springs, a wireless transmission of scalar energy. And to your point, he didn't need copper wires. He could send energy to a distance and illuminate a light bulb. Well, that was the beginning of the end of the energy crisis. But Morgan withdrew his funding, and then a smear campaign began. Hmm. And Tesla was derided by the press, much much like what happens today, because the Illuminati controls the press. Yeah. So it's you know it's just a different error, but it's the same game plan. Now it's interesting you you mention, uh, and this is kind of a little bit off topic, but still I think it's appropriate. I remember I was I, I was working for 15 years at a Christian radio station, and I heard all of the stories about, for example, the three main organizations on the planet. Uh, the Illuminati, of course, has been here for a long, long time, long even before America even existed, for example. 
And then, as time went on and this country began to develop, we then had two other entities, if I'm remembering correctly, the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations. I think that those were the three. And supposedly, those three entities have been kind of running the show for mankind as the population continues to grow and grow and grow. And uh, without getting, uh, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I, I want to know the facts, but uh, some even speculate and theorize <clears throat> and postulate that the current pandemic is uh, a creation of one, two, or all three of those entities because the management of 8 billion people is just too much for them to handle. So they've got to purge or cull the population uh, and so forth. Uh, I'm curious as to what you know and how far you would take that uh, in our conversation here um, in terms of what you've discovered and maybe even the kinds of pushback that uh, Tesla received that maybe you're getting. You know, uh, let me speak quickly about that. Um, this is a new virus, COVID-19. Why? It's man-made. That's why it's a new virus. And um, I believe it was engineered in China. And that's what the, the facts are pointing to. Can I prove that? No, but that's what the facts are pointing to. Mm -hmm. And it's all, always been made to, to my attention that depopulation is one of the goals of the one world order. And you're right. If there's just too many people and they don't want to be responsible for so many people. So if all of that lines up and if really that is true and accurate, then this is really a, a call to mankind to wake up and to do something about this. This, this is germ warfare and they're not going to stop. Richard. There, there's another virus that they have in mind. I'm sure there's a dozen viruses that they have in mind. Now, I remember seeing early on in the pandemic, probably April, early May on YouTube, a video. Now, again, uh, I say this with the uh, uh, proviso, if you will, with the disclaimer that I don't know whether it's true or not, but by the same token, uh, it makes a lot of sense uh, in that <clears throat> we certainly came up with a vaccine pretty darn fast. And I do not, uh, I do not credit to the administration at that time for doing that, because according to this video, this gentleman who was, uh, he was showing these documents, showing A, he had a document proving that the virus, the COVID-19 specifically, was patented. Right. Why, why exactly. would you patent a virus? Then yes. another document showed there was a patent for the antivirus, the cure, the vaccine. Right. And I thought, okay, you know, here's why I don't buy into a lot of these conspiracies in terms of the culling of the population and so on and so forth. From my personal perspective and this program, I've said it many times, we deal with spiritual and metaphysical uh, aspects of life and living, uh, among other things. If today is my day to go, I'm, I'm good with that. Do I have a lot more I want to accomplish? You bet I do. I have, I'm 61. I want to live to be 100, Tom. I got lots that I want to do. I want to share what you and other guests that we have on the program uh, are talking about. I want to share those new ways of living. But if this is my day, I can't control that. The expiration date on my ticket, or departure, if you will, on my ticket, has already been determined. I just don't know what it is. So I'm trying to get about doing what I'm doing, just like you are. Um, so I don't, I, don't, I don't worry myself or concern myself. I just continue to do what I'm doing by trying to inform uh, our public, the people who are listening. And I'm hoping we're not just preaching to the choir. Uh, but uh, be that as it may, we're trying to get the word out. And I know that with our numbers, especially on uh, on the podcast, we're we're cranking it out over 62,000 listens in uh, uh, just uh, four years, which is amazing. Uh, anyway, we're talking with Tom Palladino. He is talking about scalar waves and scalar light and scalar light technology. Scalarlight.com is the website, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and 
We are going to, as I said before, no, uh, the pun is intended. We are going to shed light on the work that Tom Palladino is doing through the website uh, that he has available for you to investigate as well, scalarlight.com. Uh, I want to throw one more thing in here, and then I want to get into this whole aspect of how we can use, as individuals, this technology that you have. <clears throat> Do Am I using the right word if I say, Tom, you did not invent this. That's correct. You discovered it. Correct. Recreated it from Tesla's work and so Correct. Uh, we can, uh, you know, we don't have to go get the vaccination. And again, I'm not taking pro or con on it. If we have this scalar light technology, we probably can eliminate it. If we have it in our bodies, we can eliminate it and other viruses and harmful bacterias from our bodies with this technology. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was this. Do you remember in 2005, Hurricane Katrina? Yes. yes. A friend of mine showed me from some satellite images of the hurricane as it was making landfall and, and beyond. And he showed me these interesting little irregularities in the swirl. And he said, do you know what those are? And I said, well, are they defects in the photograph? He says, no. He says, those are effects of scalar technology, scalar waves, and they were used to intensify the hurricane so as to destroy as much of New Orleans, especially, to move the impoverished popula population out. So again, the bottom line being the bottom line, the rich can go in and scoop up the land and do whatever they want with it. You're right. The weather is modified. You're absolutely right. So would you say that climate change is, or the, 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 the things that are happening that are going on now are man caused because of our lack of cleaning up the planet? Or would you say it's more somebody actually does have a weather manipulation machine, just to use a phrase. Both, both statements are accurate. Yes, there, there's a tremendous amount of pollution. The climate is changing. Now, that doesn't mean the temperature is always going to increase or decrease. It, it fluctuates. We have to look at history. The temperature fluctuates until we have a, a long-standing uh, chart of 20, 30 years in which the temperature increases or decreases. We can't necessarily forecast it's going to resume that trajectory. Secondly, weather manipulation is taking place and not for our betterment, for, for the detriment of the world. Mm. Well, I, I hate being right so often because it starts to scare me because, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not the oracle here. As much fun as that might be for a short period of time. Uh, I want to learn what's going on. And what I want to learn about as we continue talking with you, Tom, is about this aspect of uh, the same, I, I would have to say maybe the same goal that Royal Raymond Rife had yes. uh, that I described uh, earlier in the program. <clears throat> and we're going to talk with uh, Tom Palladino about Scalarlight, scalarlight.com here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan here with you and Tom Palladino, and we are talking about uh, his work. Tom, how is it? Uh, that you are able to, uh, how, how, is, how actually does this technology work in, and, and I don't know what the correct word here is, but uh, you correct me or use the right terminology to help me out here, <clears throat> to eradicate the harmful uh, host interfering viruses, bacteria, fungi, etc., etc that we seem to end up having to deal with and uh, going to the pharmaceutical companies to get the cures, so-called so cures and so forth. No, that's a great point. So scalar energy, again, is not electricity. I was just in my laboratory prior to our talk performing a pathogenic cleanse and my sinuses have cleared somewhat. My, my palate is clean. There's no biofilm. What am I saying? Scalar energy allows me to break down the molecular bonds of a microbe. We can break down a virus, a bacterium, a parasite, 
So a scalar energy allows us to have control over microorganisms. We can break apart the molecular bonds of microorganisms to the point that the microorganism shatters, disassembles into proteins. So the microorganism, the infectious agent, no longer exists. And this is what I've proven time and time again in my laboratory. And many people around the world are, are vouching for my success. Mm. Now, this starts to raise a very interesting question that we have talked about. And I sort of alluded to it earlier when I said that if today's my day, I'm good to go. And it has to do with the juxtaposition, as I put it, between free will and destiny, if you will, or predestination of sorts. And I'm not speaking in the biblical context here. I'm just saying that how can we be sure that we're not playing God and that maybe these viruses, bacteria, fungi, whatever you want to throw in there, are not part of the predestined process of man that, no, that's, that's, that's my lot in life, uh, Tom. I, I'm supposed to have, you know, this scaly condition on my face, and I, I'm supposed to go ahead and be a happy person and live my life and, and so on and so forth, as opposed to saying, you know what, uh, I don't like this, and I'm going to do everything I can to get rid of it. And, oh, Tom Palladino has scalar light. I'm going to go to his website and I'm going to do what I can to get that technology to get rid of this thing because I don't want it. I don't need it. It serves no, no, serves no purpose that I know of, you know. Um, I guess it, it kind of goes to the argument in, in, in the medical community about playing God, you know. And I've often said uh, that, that the medical community, orthodox medicine, does not know when to say when. Well, uh, I'll be quite blunt, I usually am. The fact that I had control over scalar energy and I can control a molecule, I can either say assemble a vitamin or micronutrient or disassemble a microorganism, that is bluntly godlike or angelic power. Scalar energy allows me to have control over physical matter. And with that statement, this is an incredible invention. This is an incredible responsibility that I have. So my point is simply to mention this to people and allow them to investigate on our website. But I'll, I'll be the first to say, and Tessa knew this and Tessa agreed, once you attach an instrument to a scalar energy paradigm, that is the wheel work of the universe, so to speak, in which you now have mastery over physical form. You are now master of the universe. And Tesla had mastery with his scalar energy instruments. He was able to, to transfer power from the stars to, say, an automobile or a light bulb. I'd like to duplicate his results. So without equivocation, this is, um, this is supernatural power. This is directly from God. Scalar energy is not electricity. It, it is a divine power, and it, it carries with it a, a, a grave a responsibility. Mm. And, you know, that is something that a lot of people who are in the medical community, they seem to think that they did it. I am a Reiki master. I was trained in the knowledge that I am not the source of, of that energy that I am sending out through my hands or through my body. I am a conduit. Conduits do not create the uh, flow of whatever it is. They carry it. They transmit it. They allow it to flow through them. Uh, and uh, so that's something that I think that uh, all areas, for example, you and I, I must credit thousands of people for my being here with you today. Yeah. Not so, just my parents who brought me into this world, uh, but the thousands of people involved in my career uh, from the very beginning. Uh, just right. like you. I mean, obviously, years goes back into history with Tesla. Right. And quite honestly, his parents and their parents. I mean, it just it goes back to the beginning of time. Uh, but we did not do this on our own. Uh, nobody 
does anything on their own, no matter how right. much they might think so. Correct. Talk to us a little bit about your, excuse me, insights into your own spiritual uh, or metaphysical uh, upbringing, mm. but also, uh, I, I mean, you, you, you have stated it quite well, and it, it certainly elucidates what you're going to share with us, but, but your connection with the divine. God is always number one. And if you look at scalar energy or anything, it, it starts with the creative. It starts with God. So scalar energy is the first principle. It's a divine energy. So that, that's the key. And you always have to put God first. If you do that, you're all the better. Mm -hmm. What about your own personal upbringing? Uh, how were you uh, uh, raised? Any particular philosophic, philosophical bent? Because I know mm -hmm. I've had many people on this program who today I would put in the category of metaphysical. Yeah. Uh, again, the definition is beyond the physical. Um, who did not have any uh, uh, traditional or orthodox upbringing. What about you? Mm -hmm. uh, I was born and raised a Catholic. I'm still a practicing Catholic. And I look at, I look at again, the key is always to focus on God. If you can do that, then your actions and your results therefrom will always be true and pious and holy. Now, Tessa was likewise a Christian, and he always gave credence to God, that God gave him this wisdom. Frequently, Tessa would have flashes of light, so to speak, at night. And those flashes of light he attributed to God, the Holy Spirit, and he could see an invention. Well, many times I have those intellectual visions and I can see an invention or I can see an improvement. Now, where, did, where does that intelligence, where does that intellectual vision come from? From God. It comes from God. You always have to keep him first. You know, don't, don't deceive yourself. There's only so much you can do. There's only, I'm a man. I don't have supernatural power. But when you connect with God, then you have supernatural grace. You have supernatural power. That's the key. This is why nobody has matched Tesla, because Tesla was connected with God, so to speak. And God gave him the wisdom. You know, Tesla has more patents than I could ever, ever count. 300, 400 patents. How could one man be so prolific? Because God, God gave him that intelligence, and he never lost sight of that. I, I love that. I really do. And I... Uh often tell our listeners, I tell our guests this on a regular basis on this program, uh, especially when I am asked for a list of questions. And I always tell them, I don't have any. The universe asks the questions, yeah. I'm just along for the ride. Sure. You know, but I also went to the, uh, well, I like to call it the, the unofficially, uh, the Larry King School of Broadcasting. He never prepared because he wanted to be as fresh as the callers that he had when he was on radio, Mutual Broadcasting Network, when he uh, would take calls from the listeners for his guests. He wanted to be as fresh as them. He want, and he was a curious guy, too. I, I, my, I don't want to say regret, but my missed opportunity, I wish I had had the opportunity to interview that man. Uh, came close one year, but uh, didn't quite get there. And uh, so, but I've, I've always admired his style, uh, the mm -hmm. way that he did things. And that's why I take that position that th these questions are not mine. These questions are, uh, are, are the universes. So I'm, I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. We're talking with uh, Tom Palladino and he is talking with us about scalar technology. And we are hoping that you will stay with us here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and we want you to uh, go to scalarlight.com. Scalarlight.com. Tom Palladino is my guest. What is this? Uh, what is this technology that is available to us? I, I want to use the word device uh, 
sure. uh, and so forth. What what is it, and is it something that is affordable for the shall we say the the common man who might yeah. be making fifteen dollars an hour? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And my my overarching goal would be someday to to treat the world, cure the world, and for the most part, cure uh, do that for free, free of charge. So. I, uh, I want to be a Christian humanitarian. So how do we go about this? Well, again, scalar energy is not electricity. How do I work with people? By an email photograph. People will email me their photograph and I'll actually print out their photo and put it in the instrument. A person's photograph carries a light signature. Scalar light is embedded on their photograph. So I can access a person's physical constitution, their cognitive constitution, their spiritual constitution, by way of a photograph. So I don't work with people, I work with force fields on photographs. And I've been able to balance the brain waves by way of a photograph. I'm able to assemble nutrients, uh, antioxidants, fatty acids, amino acids. I'm also able to detect a virus on a photograph and break down that virus, disassemble that virus by way of a photograph. So this is how we're going to scale this, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You don't visit a clinic. And the instrument can easily work with 5 million photographs a day. So once the word gets out, we'll be working with millions of people on a regular basis. And we will be able to provide quantum health by way of a person's photograph. Who is uh, Galen Hieronymus? Hieronymus was an American inventor, <laughs> a scalar energy inventor. I was fortunate enough to study under their family, the Hieronymus family. And the Hieronymus family back in the 90s sold instruments to me. And they allowed me to experiment with Galen's instruments. I never met him, I met his wife. And that gave me, if you will, a running start. The fact that I could purchase scalar energy instruments and work with the Hieronymus family. So he's one of the few scalar energy experts. And I, I don't say that lightly because very few people have ever been able to theorize and then work accordingly to create a functioning model, an actual a prototype of scalar energy. It's not easy. Mm. Well, I have to say that um, one of the things that is so fascinating to me is the aspect that this is something that, as you say, uh, you don't have to go anywhere. Uh, I actually went to your website. Now, this is something people, uh, you folks need to be aware of, that uh, you can get what is referred to as a 15-day trial where you send photographs, which I did. I actually did go to your website yesterday uh, prior to this interview, and I sent, uh, I don't know, four, four or five, I can't remember how many exactly, uh, photographs of myself, and I'm just waiting for the email to, to come back to get an indication. Um, and, of course, we talk about a lot of different people who we've had on this program. What you are describing, Tom, is similar, but I'm sure different from the work of a gentleman you may be familiar with in the present day. Uh, his name is Stephen Lewis. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, I've, I've heard of Stephen Lewis. I don't know much of his work. I think he's deceased. Am I correct? Uh, if he is, I'm unaware of that. He very well may be because he was an older gentleman when, uh, when I uh, uh, um, got into uh, talking with him. He wrote a book called Sanctuary, mm. and it was fictional, but it described the work that he did. And he's, and again, the only similarity thus far that I am familiar with is that he, you needed to send a photograph. In his case, it had to be head to toe. Uh, and he would put, kind of do the same thing, put the photograph in the computer, and it would send out these frequencies to help balance, if you will. Uh, how is that something similar to what you do? You, you have these photographs digitized and analyzed, and, uh, and then these, these waves, the, this light is Correct. disseminated? So every photograph of a person has an aura or it has their signature and I'm accessing that signature code. So yes, in many ways, all I need is a photograph. That's the portal, if you will, to the scalar energy realm. 
So it's really the concept of bilocation. You don't have to be in my laboratory. Your photograph represents you. You bilocate to my laboratory. And I work with your photograph in lieu of working with you in person. So then the, the Native American <clears throat> prohibition, if you will, I don't know if it still exists today, but it used to be, of taking one's photograph or picture uh, was actually accurate in that they, you were sort of capturing their essence. Not, not all of it, but a, a portion of it, a piece of it. Look how wise they were. Look how advanced they were. They're absolutely correct. Uh, your photograph captures your, your spirit, your aura, your signature, call it what you want. I know of people locally here in Santa Barbara who can see auras. What about you? I, is this something that you have at all developed in any way? Do you have any no. of those? No. Okay. I, I cannot see auras. I wish I could. Do you? Uh, my mother asked me this a few years ago if I had ever had any supernatural, um, not paranormal, but supernatural spiritual experiences. My response to her was this I said, Well, if I have. I was unaware of them because they were just normal to me. Uh, what about you? Yeah. No, may, maybe I could say even as a child, I had the ability to, to penetrate a mystery. I could understand. And where some people might have difficulty for me, whether you call it mysticism or, or the, or pre-science or the gift of, of knowledge, call it what you will. I've always had that ability to look at something, to not be deceived, and to understand the root cause. So I say that's a different hmm. Tom Palladino is my guest. We're talking about scalar technology. Scalarlight.com is the website. And Tom, we will be linked to your website so people can find out more about the work that you are doing. We also want to let you folks know that uh, we are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. and 9 a.m. for a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. And we are on the podcasts of SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and a whole bunch of other places, too numerous to mention. And currently with the podcasts, we're over 62,000 listens in just a, a few days over four years, uh, which is absolutely amazing. And I did a little uh, analytics uh, research myself. In 12 months, we had more than half of those listens in just the past year. We've had more than half of those listens. And so it took three years just to get to 30,000, but we've had over 32,000 uh, in just 12 months. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. Uh, I don't want to stop there. I want to let you know that we're also on YouTube, the channel. Tell Me Your Story, Richard Dugan. Look for the guy with the black hat. Uh, there is another Tell Me Your Story up there on YouTube. And uh, so don't make any mistakes. Make sure you go to the right one. <laughs> we hope that you will do that. And we uh, also want you to know that um, we are always looking for financial support for this program to keep things moving along forward, upward, and onward so that we can continue to inform the public about all of these uh, new and exciting uh, and uh, uh, innovative ways of living and if you can do that we have a paypal account it is there for your security as well as ours and all you have to do when you go to paypal and you want to send it's going to ask you for an email address richard at richarddugan.com is the email address richard at richarddugan.com we also want you to participate in the decade of perfect vision where we want you to spend time in that quiet peaceful calm relaxed place that safe space and listen to that still small voice and we hope that you will take the time to do that as we continue here on tell me your story i'm richard dugan your host we're here with tom paladino scholarlight.com is his website tom i'm curious you mentioned that you were a practicing you are a practicing catholic yes. um i jokingly say i was but i got it i finally finished my education and i'm i've moved on I love the church. My mother did me a great service when mm -hmm. I was 16 and I got home from delivering the morning papers in Arizona and Phoenix. I didn't want to get up for mass. And she says, okay, 
And years later, I asked her why. She says, because I didn't want you to push away from the church. I never did. I'm not an ex-Catholic. I just, I, you know, uh, but I love the ritual, the ritual, the ceremony, the tradition. Most of the time, the incense on not so warm days, please, without air conditioning. <laughs> uh, the candles, uh, the icons. Um, and, and all of that, I even produced for several years at the Christian station, the Radio Family Rosary Hour. Ironically, it was only a half hour long, but it was a wonderful experience mm. for me. And it still is. We have a beautiful church here in Santa Barbara, uh, uh, the Mission, Santa Barbara Mission, uh, that overlooks the ocean uh, on the hill that it's, it's built on. Beautiful, beautiful place. I'm curious about your inner life these days in terms of that still small voice that you listen to right. and how it guides you in this work that you are doing. That's a good point, Sal. And again, we have to focus on God. What I'm doing has never been done before. You know, yes, Tessa was the first pioneer in Hieronymus, but now I've, if you will, branched off with my, what I call the quantum healing ministry, it's, it's new, it's unique. So I have to find new ways to improve this. How do I do this? It's never been done before. Oh, sure, experimentation, but also when, when you're learning from scratch, you have to rely upon God. Okay, there is no college textbook. I wanna make that very clear to your audience. So you really need God's help. You need the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit. And that's what carries me through. Mm. I, there are times when I, uh, rightly or wrongly, perceive that there has been such a distortion of the truth of the divine, the truth of God, the truth of God's message to us. And I don't say that with any animosity or what have you, I say that from the standpoint of sadness that we could be doing so much more if we were so much more connected, um, just as we would be doing so much more if we were so much more connected to nature, which to me is the purest conduit, if you will, uh, for God, of God, of the divine. Talk to us about that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's profound. I, I like that. Um, if you, I look back on my life and I say to myself, how, how did I succeed with this, this career of scalar energy? I had to be led by God. Now that, again, this has never been done before. And in many ways, I'm surprised at the progress that I've made. Now, you only can work so much. Now, you, you could work a million years and not have success. So mm -hmm. I attribute my success to God. And there's, you know, I have no chagrin saying that. And if people realize that God is our best friend and he only wants to help us, and as long as you obey his will, he will help you. He's the, he's the best friend. He's the best partner you could ever ask for. So I always welcome him in my research. Do you ever um, do you ever get in a situation more mentally than otherwise, intellectually, where God, the universe, if you will, uh, has to bring you down a couple of pegs, saying, "Hey, no, 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 don't, don't be climbing that ladder, okay? That that's not where you need to be going." Because yeah. I've had many instances where. Well, not that many, because I do my best. Um, but I've had many. I've had some instances where I've started to climb that ladder, and the universe gives me my comeuppance and says, uh, 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 "You know, now if you want to keep climbing that ladder, it's your choice. You have free will. Right. But if you really believe in what you're doing, you're going to come down off of that one rung or two rungs that you've climbed up the ego ladder." And you're going to stay humble. And I love that about the universe, that it finds these sometimes gentle, sometimes not so gentle ways of reminding me. <laughs> you're right. You? You're right. I, I consider the same uh, uh, 
approach with my work. I have to focus. There's a million things, Richard, I would do. I don't want to do that. I, I just want to focus on my healing ministry. Mm -hmm. Do I think scalar energy is the cause of gravity? Yes. Do I think I can invent an anti-gravity instrument if God gives me the wisdom? Mm -hmm. Am I doing that right now? No. Yeah. I, there's only there's only so much time in the day. So I think if people knew their purpose and focused on that, it'd be a better world. I, I could not agree with you more, and uh, I, I feel the same way. I. I just recently came back. Now, of course, a lot of us, we're uh, now uh, sort of reminiscing about the memories from the holidays uh, mm -hmm. that we were able to, to create, if you will. And um, I had the great fortune uh, of, of traveling by train and plane and automobile uh, to Phoenix, Arizona, my hometown, to, to be with my family over Christmas. And um, the adventure getting there and going home was the part uh, that, that I look at and I, I laugh now even more than I did then. And I did laugh during the process uh, because for a lot of people, they would have been stressing like you wouldn't believe. Why me? And why can't you get me this? And again, I still remember the scene of the movie Planes, Trains and Automobiles circa 1980s. Uh, Steve is standing there at the rental car center and I can't repeat what he said, but he used the same expletive numerous times I've thought about going back and counting uh, to which the uh, attendant behind the counter basically paused and said yes you are <laughs> uh, I didn't have that experience but I had the the experiences of uh, a six and a half hour layover in Burbank California uh, I had um, a train ride that was only supposed to be an hour and a half and it was uh, um, what was it two two and a half, almost three hours. Uh, and um, I was able to laugh uh, because I thought, okay, I'm going to work on a screenplay. This will be Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, the 2021 version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good do you, point. Do, yeah. you find your, do you find yourself sometimes... Uh, being able to do that, it's like the challenges are just coming at you fast and furious, and yet you're just sitting there going, ha, ha, ha. oh, keep keep it coming. Come on. I love this. This is great. This is life. What, what used to be important to me in some fashion is not so important. So you, you learn. You live and you learn. And um, you, you have to, if there's a setback in life, you learn from if there's a failure, you learn from that. And it's, it's not a failure unless, unless you're not willing to learn or you're in denial. So um, my greatest failures are, are, the, are the springboard to my success. Well, isn't that uh, basically what Edison uh, said? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I, didn't, I never failed. I just found 990 ways that right. the light bulb didn't work. Yeah. And that's the perspective that you take. I guess it's one of the things, too, that I've shared on this program. I want to get rid of the two word, those two words, success and failure. There's no success. There's no failure. There's just learning. And learning, there's no judgment. There's no duality. It's just, just learning. I, I agree. Yeah. How about your family? Uh, tell me about uh, the family experience, if you will, in terms of the work that you are doing. Uh, are they behind you on this, or are they just letting you go your own way? Are Thank God. Thank God. My wife, Nita, she's so supportive. And because she sees the big picture, mm -hmm. and, and she realizes that, that this, this technology will be of great benefit to mankind. I'm very mature woman. A very spiritual woman and that's what it takes you know there there is no overnight success this is hard work yeah and uh and, and i thank god i have a great wife now i i asked you earlier in the program but i didn't ask you quite directly what about pushback from the outside world yeah. has what kind of pushback have you gotten you know there's there's some people who make snide remarks i'm i'm sure um the FBI and the CIA are looking at me. But consider this, Richard. 
everything I'm doing is perfectly legal. Keep in mind, I only work with photographs. Mm -hmm. There's no law for or against working with photographs. Scalar technology, there's not one law that's ever been written regarding scalar technology, nor will, the, nor will there be a law written until it's embraced by mankind. Mm -hmm. So this, this is taboo to the government. And the government does not want to admit to this. As soon as they open up that avenue, then, then people become curious. Mm -hmm. So um, for, from a government standpoint, the government doesn't know what I'm doing. And, you know, all the better. Yeah. I, I, uh, I want to work with the people. Do you think that it's going the way of uh, chiropractics in the 80s? It was not something that was right. at all... Uh, the insurance companies wouldn't cover it. And now here we are in the 21st century and it is almost part of, and even massage therapy as well. And many of the alternative healing methods uh, 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 that are out there, acupuncture, acupressure, and the list goes on. You're absolutely right. And that's what we have to do. We have to gain acceptance. How do we do that? This is a grassroots movement. And many people, when they went to an acupuncturist, they said, this works. And it was a grassroots movement. You're obviously not going to see that promoted by the pharmaceutical companies. Well, what I'm doing is a grassroots movement, and that's what it's going to take. Mm. Well, uh, first of all, I am thrilled about the fact that uh, I don't have to uh, purchase a device that uh, will be shipped to me that I have to learn how to use. Right. Uh, that's that's, that's <clears throat> the first thing. Um, the second thing I was, I'm curious about is how how do you measure your results with an individual through that photograph? How, how is that done? Okay. My instrument can measure um, the before and after effect on a photograph, on a photograph. But keep in mind, I, I only work with photographs, so I have to rely upon the firsthand account of people. And again, this is a grassroots movement, so everybody's testimony counts. Mm -hmm. And it really only by way of the testimony the first-hand account of a person, will I, will I say that this is going to be a benefit or not? Sure, I could, I could work in my laboratory for, for another thousand years. Does this help people? Is this benefiting somebody? And the people say it is. Hmm. And they have test results that, that stand by their testimony. So it does work. You know, with the Reiki energy that, that I have been working with, and it's just a name, it's still just energy. Uh, I've even been told that, uh, you know, um, even if you uh, go ahead and you purchase your food from the middle of the grocery store, which they tell you always purchase from the ends, don't go in the middle, that's where all the processed stuff is. If you infuse your food with that energy, it doesn't necessarily purify it, but it allows those elements, minimal as they might be, to benefit your body and sends the rest of it out. Uh, and uh, I'm curious as to this same kind of process of, uh, of the scalar uh, light uh, technology uh, in terms of it's, it's, how do I want to put, it's not actually removing anything. It's changing the vibration. Am I, am I accurate? That's in right. That's, That's correct. That's correct. So I've learned how to assemble, create nutrients. And how do I do that? I instruct the existing elements to rearrange into a vitamin or an antioxidant. Let, let's say we wanted to create some type of vitamin. Well, everybody has phosphorus, oxygen, nitrogen, hydrogen in their body. And then I just tell the body, the human body, to rearrange those elements into a vitamin mm. or into a natural food or into a hormone. So this is the information age in which we don't have to create, you don't have to farm, you don't have to drill for oil. You're just rearranging matter. That's the beauty. Okay, The end game is to have the perfect physical construct. And that's what scalar energy allows us to do, to create what we want and break apart what we don't want. Hmm. Uh, you know, the, you know, we, we, we do tend to criticize the pharmaceutical industry uh, at large on the outside of us, but the greatest pharmaceutical company 
that we have access to is our own bodies, as you have just described. Right. We have all the elements there for, but, but here's the key. If we're not putting in hmm. the ingredients, if you will, through the foods that, and the beverages that we consume, then how is our pharmaceutical company going to manufacture those elements? in the quantities uh, that we might need. I, I can't stress enough how important food is. And I've said it so many times, do not eat junk food. Yeah. There's plenty of nutritious natural food that you could whet your appetite, so to speak, with food that of nature. You don't need junk food. As soon as you start eating those chemicals, those man-made proteins, it, it doesn't suit your body. Your body doesn't recognize that. I had a, an interview with a woman years ago. She had this deck of 52 cards, uh, and she referred to herself as the wild weed woman because what she did was she created this deck of cards with pictures of 52 different plants, primarily in the Southwest, because that's where we were, uh, that were of a nutritional value. And one of them, you might not think this, was a tumbleweed. Well, mm -hmm. a tumbleweed has nutrition in it, only while it's green and what you do is you cut the last two inches uh, off of the plant while it's still green and you can make a soup out of that and that has mm -hmm. incredible nutritional value and the reason she came up with all of this because she was watching during uh, the gulf war uh, number one in early 90s where she saw these uh, refugees uh, sitting sitting on the side of the road mm -hmm. and right next to them and they were hungry Right next to them were these plants, you know, we might say they were weeds, but they were plants and she recognized what it was and said, oh my God, these people are starving. And right next to them, we're sitting right next to incredible nutritional uh, value stuff and they don't even know it. And that's part of what we try to do here, Tom, is educate people mm -hmm. about knowing about the different choices they have available uh, right. and giving them the knowledge about that. Uh, mm -hmm. I never knew, to I even tried it. We had some tumbleweeds growing out at the transmitter site where I was working in Phoenix, and they were green, so I cut off the last two inches. I actually mixed them with potatoes, and I'm trying to think of anything else that I mixed in there. You know, now it's not like I can feel the nutrients going in as right. I'm eating it, but it's good. It tasted. I didn't have any problem with it, and you could even eat uh, those little spears because they were soft. When you even when you cut them off of the uh, what would become the dry, dusty. Uh, tumbleweed uh, of um, weeks weeks down the road. Uh, so yeah, nutrition is is incredibly important, and um, nature as well. I mentioned before about nature is our greatest teacher. Uh, tell me about how the natural world, in 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 conjunction with the scalar technologies that you have uh, um, sort of recreated from Tesla's work, uh, how do they? Uh, mimic, if you will, or complement the natural world. Yeah. Uh, Tessa, Tessa said it many times. He called it radiant energy. And he believed this is the energy of the sun, of the stars. And I do too. So what are we doing? Any scalar energy device is a miniature star. We're not working with an electrical current. We're working with a presence a dimension. And this dimensional energy is the same energy you'll find at the center of a star. So what, what has Tessa done? He's, he's imitated nature. He's copying nature. And he's absolutely right. He, he frequently said, if we attach our instrumentation to the wheel work of the universe, we will have infinite energy. What is the wheel work? It's that kinetic energy from the stars. It's scalar energy. It all, it pre-exists. Mm -hmm. All we need to do is capture star energy. It will solve our problems. You know, um, the closest thing to perpetual motion. <clears throat> yeah. And it is said, too, that right. uh, matter, matter may very well disintegrate, but it's nothing more than energy, and energy never disappears. It just changes form. Right. Just changes exactly. form. Exactly. I, it seems to me that we could even 
have a, a personal device that actually would, without depleting our own, utilize our energy, which is fueled by that radiant energy, if you will. It's connected. I mean, it, everything is connected. You use the term perpetual energy machine. Mm -hmm. There's billions upon billions of perpetual energy machines. They're called the stars. Mm -hmm. And the only perpetual energy instrument I've ever seen are stars. Everything else degrades. Everything else experiences entropy. Mm -hmm. So think about that. If you want perfection, imitate a star. Fascinating stuff. We're talking with Tom Palladino, scalarlight.com is the website. I'm Richard Dugan. This is Tell Me Your Story. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true here on this program as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And if you can get rid of, and I, I want to rephrase that, you don't get rid of it. If you can transform the dis-ease in your body, because it's all energy. Cancer cells, they're just energy. Viruses are just energy. Bacteria and fungi, it's just energy. If you can transform that energy into something that then becomes more congruent with your body and your will and your intention and your life force, if you will, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you? Uh, it's, it's just fascinating to, to follow through with Tom Palladino here on, uh, on this concept. Scalarlight.com is his website. We want you to go to that website, find out more. Take that 15-day trial and, uh, hey, see what happens. Now, before we wrap up this program, I, I need to ask you, I've got, let's just say, I do the 15-day trial. When the 15-day trial ends and I say, you know what, I, okay, it was great, thank you and I move on, nothing that has been transformed, I'm going to continue to use that word, nothing that's been transformed is going to go back to the way that it was, right? As long as I stay conscious of taking care of this physical form. You're right. You're right. Well, that's, that's one of our achievements. We want people to, to have self-direction, self-direction. We want people to take greater, greater care of themselves. So many people only sign up once for the free trial. And that serves as an impetus for them to establish better dietary habits, better exercise habits. That's fine by me. Mm -hmm. uh, what about, you, you, you're talking about physical conditions or diseases. What about mental, emotional, and or spiritual? You know, the, the instrument is very strong, this scalar energy instrument. And I believe it's a direct connection or interface to our brain waves and to our seven chakras. Mm. So many people say that they have a sense of peace or tranquility after the 15-day trial, which is probably the most important modality that we offer, mm. a chakra balance or a brain balancing. Um, and that, that's something that's likewise a nascent science. We're learning that scalar energy has a direct influence upon the mind, the seven chakras. Why? Because the brain waves, the mind, and the seven chakras are composed of scalar energy. So if you are able to transform, and I use the word you in the plural sense, if you are able to transform the molecular structure to the beneficial elements for the body to function optimally, Yes. yes then you're changing the chemistry of the body, right. i.e. you are then going to change potentially the neural pathways of the yes. brain, which will give you greater clarity, which may also, well, not may, will then affect, because there's no separation here, your emotional state, which will then have an impact on your spiritual state. Yes. So it's all collected together, all collected. Yes, wow. Very good. Incredible. Incredible. Tom Palladino has been my guest here on the program. Tom, first of all, thank you so much for giving us this time. It's great to have you back. I think this is your second time on our program, I believe. Yes. We've had one yes. before. Thank you. Uh, 
I have three final questions that I asked you the last time. I'm going to ask them of you again. I don't remember what your answers were then, and uh, you probably don't either, but I like to ask them uh, pointedly, even if you may have answered them in some fashion during the program. Uh, but I do want to remind you, our listeners and our viewers, that we are here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. for... Uh, the special edition, and we broadcast those and stream them at richarddugan.com. We are also uh, podcasting on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeart, Amazon Music, and many other locations on the internet. And I also want to thank you for reposting uh, to other places as well. I really do appreciate that. Also, uh, we're on YouTube, where you can watch these interviews, and we're uh, fast approaching... I don't know, 55 or 56 subscribers, but we've got many, many more people who are watching those interviews, and we thank you for doing that. Also, if you'd like to support the work that we are doing here on Tell Me Your Story, we have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours, and all you have to do when you send, send it to richard at richarddugan.com. They'll ask you for that email address. Very easy, uh, and it's two Ds, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-D-U-G-A-N.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. And also, participate in the decade of perfect vision. Here we are in 2022, believe it or not, and we still have um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We still have seven years, seven, yes, it is seven, because 2030 is not part of the decade of 2020s, in spite of what some people might say. In any event, we hope that you'll participate. And with that, we now go to our final three questions. And every time I do this, Tom, I keep thinking, I'm on a game show. It's like the lightning round now. Let me ask you the first question. Who is Tom Palladino? I am a Christian scientist, happily married, humanitarian. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? I want to improve the world condition. And finally, what is your life's purpose? To do the will of God. If I do the will of God, that, that is the greatest calling of all. Again, Tom Palladino and ScalarLight.com is the website. We will be linked to that website. Folks, uh, do yourselves a favor and at least take the 15-day trial and, uh, and then go from there. And uh, we certainly hope that you've enjoyed this program. Once again, our thanks to Tom Palladino. And I thank you for listening and watching. Tell me your story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol. <laughs>